Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb. Welcome to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Today we are going to talk about four different modalities of consciousness, out-of-body experience, near-death experience, past-life regression experience, and unidentified aerial phenomena, which that name I hate, which is a new identifier for UFOs and what they have in common. Lynn um, Miller master's degree in science, and Barbara Mango, a PhD, have written a book, Convergence, The Interconnection of Extraordinary Experiences. Barbara, unfortunately, had an injury and couldn't be with us today, Um, but we're blessed to have Lynn Miller to tell us about her new book. Lynn holds dual Bachelor of Science degrees in psychology and biology and a master's in biology. For several years, she worked in the food industry as a microbiologist. Lynn served as an adjunct professor at Pensacola State College, where she taught botany, microbiology, and biology. For over 15 years, she has extensively researched consciousness. I'm so glad to have Lynn with us. Thank you for being here. This is such a fascinating subject. Thank you for having me, Barbara. I'm so happy to be here. Me too. Let me start, Lynn, with what's an experiencer? You talk about it quite a bit in your book, and I'm not yes. sure I know what that is. Yes, a lot of times we, 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 we mention that so often, experiencer, experiencer. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Well, for one thing, um, about when we wrote the book, first and foremost, me and Barbara are experiencers, okay? And we have been for pretty much our entire lives. So an experiencer can be many things. Um, I've had, for instance, um, my entire life, I've had out-of-body experiences, okay? And, And usually in reference to like ufology and ET contact, um, a lot of times they will say experiencers are people who have had contact with extraterrestrials. And a lot of times we will refer to this as non-human intelligent beings, the mm-hmm. NHIB. So a lot of these, the book, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times an experiencer is someone who has had some type of contact with an entity of some kind. And a lot of times they may say, well, is it, an, you know, they may think it's an alien, an extraterrestrial, it could be different things. And the modalities are just different ways of having these contacts through out of body, you know, past life. It could be um, a near death experience um, and, and things like that. You know, I've had most of them, but I haven't had an out of body. Well, I have when I've had vertigo, but that's not the same thing. You know, I've, I've felt outside of myself, but that's not the same thing. This is a, you call it realer than real. <laughs> and um, this is too for the people who have those dreams that are very full color. That's yes. realer than real, right? <laughs> right. A lot of times people may call them lucid dreams. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, they kind of go into that whole range of, these experiences, because sometimes what they may refer to as lucid dreams are actually out-of-body experiences. 
it sort of really depends on. Maybe I have uh, had them. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, if you are aware that you're dreaming, mm-hmm. then most likely that's an out of body experience. If you're aware that you are. Oh, I've had the, um, the flying dreams. I've had yes, but the flying through with all the stars. I'm out there, oh, which yes. I loved. Yes. And, um, I have learned since to get into my body. I think I cut out my flight plans, unfortunately. You know, I haven't had that in a while. I think that people, see, the thing about it is with me is um, I've had them my entire life, but I didn't know it. Okay. So a lot of times, see, I, um, back then, we we would just call them spontaneous out-of-body experiences, spontaneous OBEs. Mm -hmm. And they can be so familiar to you that you really don't realize what they are. And it was much later in my life that I realized what I was having. And then I started to practice what's called the controlled out-of-body experiences where you actually, you know, do whatever you can to initiate them. So that's what I did. The example, you gave an example in the book. I don't need that example. You know, it will be fine. But give me an example so people understand what out-of-body experience is. Yes, it's the separation of consciousness from your physical body. Okay. And um, what does it feel like? You know, so oh. when, cause you describe it very well in your book about the <sighs> first time, I think you did it on purpose, you know, where you got out and you turned yeah. grand. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. So that was my first controlled out of body experience. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that it, it, it's sort of a backstory a little bit to this because it was in 2006. I, had watched What the Bleep Do We Know? And that started my really big spiritual journey. I started learning more about consciousness. It's just, and then I decided, it's like I started to meditate. Mm -hmm. And through meditation, I started to have these experiences even more that I've had my whole life. And it was what you would call sleep paralysis or the vibrational state that Mm -hmm. really got me wondering what is going on here. Because I kept so you had this, sleep paralysis. Oh, it's a it's a very very common thing, and pretty much everybody does experience sleep paralysis. They just may not realize it. Yeah, I don't know that I have. Yeah, yeah it's it because it's it's sort of like it's because it's called the mind awake, body asleep. So you are aware, you're awake, your mind's awake, but you know during when you sleep, your body will go into a state of paralysis. You you have to. You know, because your body sort of separates uh, chemically, physically from the brain so that you won't act out your dreams. So So if you're you're trying to run away, you're not really trying to run away. Yeah. Right. And, you know, some some people. I guess I have had it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it it is a very common thing. A lot of people just don't realize it. But Mm -hmm. when you realize it, it can be a very frightening thing. And that's one of the things that, you know, um, I've, I've. I've worked with a lot because, you know, it's very frightful when you're having sleep paralysis because here you are, you're awake, Mm -hmm. your mind's awake, but you're actually having, see, this is a prelude to an out-of-body experience. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you may hear a lot of, you know, loud things, a lot of crackling. It sounds like a jet engine taking off in your head. That would be the vibrational state. And then you try to move and you can't move. Okay, so so it gets really frightful. But see, when you start to practice this, you just realize, oh, this is just part of it. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's like 
I will have out-of-body experiences. I definitely will go through sleep paralysis, but I'm just not really aware of it anymore because what happens is you just calm down. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just let, just calm down. And then you will be able to move once you get through that stage because that's just a normal progressive movement through this sleep paralysis and the vibrational state. So mm-hmm. it's, it's usually you just have to calm down and then you'll right. be released. So anyway, these Stop things were the happening. Panic, yeah. 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 It's, it, it, it is. And so these things were happening to me and I was very, it's like, what's going on with me? Am I having, you know, a brain aneurysm is something going on with me? And then I, I, I was just, um, I happened to come upon a podcast by William Buhlman and I, he's my grand poobah, William Buhlman. <laughs> And um, he, it was, um, they, he described absolutely everything that I was going through. After that, bought the book, started reading about it. And that's when I, I used binaural beats. Um, I don't know sort what of, that is. Yeah. yeah, it's called binaural beats. It's usually a form of meditation music that has different sounds in each of each ear. And mm-hmm. there's you know, you can look up binaural beats and you can find, you know, free downloads and they're on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to the binaural beats and all of a sudden here comes the vibration state. And I'm thinking, oh yes, it's happening. It's happening. And I was getting really excited. So this was my first controlled one. And then all of a sudden, you know, it subsided and I just lifted up out of my bed Mm -hmm. and I stood next to my bed. And then I turned and I looked at myself sleeping. Wow. Okay. And, and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is real. You know, this is real because <laughs> I've always doubted it because, you know, I'm, you know, I have a lot of science background. So right. it's, it's hard right. for You're a scientist. Yeah. So it's hard for me to accept. I always thought this was a little bit too woo woo. And then mm-hmm. I just, I turned around and I, and I put my hand on myself and my hand went through my body that was sleeping and I was laughing and crying sort of at the same time. Now, when you're in an an OBE state, if you really concentrate too much on your physical body, you tend to pop right back in. So of course that's what, so that's what I did. So you took yourself out of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then (laughs) I opened my eyes and I was just laughing. Yeah. It's like, you know, and that was the thing that that's where it took off. And that was, you know, a while back. And after that, it was just more of me. Um, you know, I went on the forums and different types of um, groups, and I have spoken to hundreds of people. So a lot of the things that I have learned myself has also come from other experiencers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, that's the best place to do if you are having any type of experiences whatsoever is to find a place where you can talk about your experiences. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and um, I apologize to say that I, I read your book, but I didn't go to your website. On your website, do you have, um, you know, can somebody come to your website and, and come to some of these groups? Do you have any links to them? And if not, I'm going to ask you to put them on. <laughs> yes. Um, well, our website is extraordinaryexperiences.org. Thank you. And yes, yeah, extraordinaryexperiences.org. And we pretty much have a whole lot of, of um, logs. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's links and stuff too. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I would say that if, especially if you are um, on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots and lots of great places. And the right. thing about it too is, um, you know, you want to have, you want to go to a really good place because a lot of people have a very, really big, you know, misconception when it comes to out-of-body experiences. Mm-hmm. So you want to find, and, you know, and my very first one that I went to was William Buhlman's forum. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has a Yahoo forum and that's where it all started for me because, you know, William Buhlman is one of the, you know, he's, he's the grand poobah of OBEs and think, he has, yeah. he has been doing this for um, 40 years and, you know, he works at the Monroe Institute. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of misinformation Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I wanted no. the links because yes. there are a lot of you know sites floating out there that are pretty wacky, you oh, know. Yes. And oh, so yes. I wanted legitimate. So now coming back to your OB, what did you do after that? Once you knew you could do it, then mm-hmm. you went on to continue to do it and expand it. Oh yes, I kept. Um, see, I knew from having spontaneous OBEs that you know I've I've done a lot of flying. I've walked into people's apartments when I've had, you know, these experiences. Mm -hmm. And um, so I also knew that I had a really big connection with extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. And that, that was going to be the big thing for me was that I wanted to make more contact with the ETs. And um, it was just an amazing learning experience because it wasn't only as I progressed in learning to do more of the um, controlled OBEs, it was, it was such a huge learning experience. Like I faced a lot of my internal fears. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because, I mean, you're talking about, you know, going outside of your body, what I call into, you know, the inner dimensions where, you know, everything is possible and everything. And it's, you know, I, I met my spirit guides and it was a lot of, to me, a lot of education stuff that was going on. You know, we call it um, night school because um, one of the most common things that we do is meet our spirit guides. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're always there. And a lot of the training. Do you want to explain what night school means? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's sort of like, you know, so many of us who experience this. Um, experience some type of a training, some type of an education through spirit guides. And it's really neat because it can differ for, for different people. And for instance, like mine was manifestation. Like I would manifest things on the other side. And that was a training thing. And sometimes it literally looked like a college, like a university of some kind that we would often go and just, you know, it's like we would be practicing certain things in the out-of-body state. Some people, um, big, uh, some people's big thing is like healing and things. Mm-hmm. Some people um, um, help retrieve souls and help them to the other side. So it's sort of like we have a specific purpose. Most of us, we may not know it until we start this, that there are certain purposes for us. Um, mine is also to create i mean this is what's really wild is mm-hmm. that mine is to create um wormholes and vortexes into other dimensions into other worlds and we're going to get into that yeah. <laughs> um how do you find the school 
Or does it find you? <laughs> it, it really starts with your spirit guide. Mm-hmm. And I re- and in and I you know when I knew that I could have this control out of body experience, you know, right. first of all, you have to get over your fear because mm-hmm. a lot of people say, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to leave my body and I can't return." It's okay. like that's hogwash. Or I'm going to meet something negative, or I'm going to meet bad entities or or demons and things like that. They feel it's unprotected, like, yeah. Right, and you know. Um, most of the time, me personally, I have never had a negative experience. And I've even tried to actually go to the underworld because I was curious because, you know, you have, you know, different types of dimensions and everything. Mm-hmm. But I remember I had that fear, you know, because when I had that, I, I decided to do experiments and stuff like that, where I, when I was practicing this, I would raise up and then I would walk into my den and mm-hmm. I would try to pick up a pencil and, and certain things like that. And then I remember asking for my guides. And the first time I asked for them, all of a sudden, there was these two sort of shadow figures right in front of me. It, it, it's not dark shadows, but it kind of sparkled a little bit. And they yeah. were just standing there, you know. And all of a sudden, I had this feeling of they know me, everything about me. It's like, it's almost as if. And it's a good thing, right? <laughs> it's a good thing. Yes. And yeah. that's why I think, you know, when you're on that other side, you're you, but you're a better you. And it's hard to describe that because I'm like a chicken when it comes to being out in the physical world, you yeah. know, and stuff. But when you're there, it's just everything. You just know everything. And I just all of a sudden had this feeling. It's like they know everything about me and they love me so much. Oh, that is you know, nice. yeah. It, it, yeah. And then, so I think that maybe my, when you talk about vibrations and certain types of things, the baby mind did not match theirs at that time, mm-hmm. your frequency. So that's why I only could see the shadow part. But later on, it was just, I was seeing them all the time. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, this one person who came as a Hispanic man, an older Hispanic man. And there were just different ones that would appear to me. Um, some of them were not human and mm-hmm. they would, you know, we would travel to other planets. And, and, so you and really stuff. started off and listening to the, the um, things coming in and, you know, that, uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember, but the the sounds coming into each ear and you trained yourself to do this. Well, see, the reason why I knew that I could do it is because I had so many spontaneous OBEs. I say, yeah. Okay, so, so you I were was learning a, how to control it. Yes, I was yes. pretty much a natural. And, you know, in the book, we do talk about anomalous prone personalities. Mm-hmm. And there are certain people who are who have a tendency to have um, experiences, you know, like this past life experiences and things that people have had near death experiences. What's that personality like? Well, um, is that, do they? Have- yes. Well, the anomalous prone personality, a lot of times <laughs> it's, it's several traits. It's like, first of all, um, this was Barbara's forte mm-hmm. when, um, she, she's the one that, that really went into writing this chapter. Um, a lot of times at a young age, there might have been something, some type of ex- um, situation that occurred that was quite detrimental. 
Um, that could be trauma one of them, or a trauma of some kind. Yeah. And um, that seems to be a lot of an indication. Um, when I was young, I had so much disassociation that it's hard for even for me to remember if there were traumas when I was very young. Um, another thing is you have a very creative aspect of your personality. You're very creative. You mm-hmm. tend to um, you tend to daydream a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that's something very common with children, but um, the that's the, the creativity, the daydreaming. You have you know uh, probably you have problems with attention, like attention deficit. Right. Um, but the creativeness too, a lot of times people have a very, very creative nature of some kind too, mm-hmm. um, you know, with this, you know, um, creativity has a lot to do with this and imagination is the big one. It is. Too. Now, um, when they're daydreaming, and I've always wanted to ask this question, are they leaving their bodies? Cause you know, I know with me as a kid, I could daydream. I could be oh. there, you know, um, so. I definitely think. Because, you know, Barbara is the one who really went into the past lives stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. I mean, because she, she had a, I mean, she had a person that she would see when she mm-hmm. was just one, just like two years old, that explained to her the whole entire, about the universe. And she really? understood it, yeah. you know. So, um, I think that, yes, definitely kids at that age have that ability to be able to see beyond the veil mm-hmm. easily, you know. And, right. and what and, I found is most kids can see it. And you probably heard this from Bruce Grayson or, or Jim Tucker actually can see um, both sides of the veil up until about four. Right. And then the veil starts to, yeah. you know, be pulled across and right. they usually lose it by about six or seven, yeah. you know, which is, a sh- and they don't remember. It's not like there's a loss. They don't remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, but the imagination part and uh-huh. the uh, daydream part, uh-huh. you know, I wondered, because yeah. I could daydream as a kid. I, and now as an adult and, you know, being able to play with a lot of energy, I wondered, did I leave my body then when I was in, you know, when I was looking out the window in the classroom daydreaming, uh-huh. did, was I leaving? I think it, I think that's very possible for, for them, for, I mean, you don't have to be asleep to leave your body, but, uh, you know, um, I've had really short episodes where that has happened to me, but with kids being that young and being so, you know, they, they haven't, they haven't lost that ability yet. Uh, right. I can I definitely. And the fear isn't there. Yeah. yeah the fear is not there too. Oh, I definitely believe that they can definitely, um, you know, because a lot of them will say, well, you know, I was above myself and then I went flying and they were at two and they could see two places at one time. They were aware that they were sitting in the classroom, you know, and yeah, it, I definitely, definitely believe that. I mean, anything's possible because we are interdimensional beings. Our consciousness Mm -hmm. is not within our brain. It's outside our bodies. And, and that, you know, I don't, I hope I'm, I'm not jumping ahead, but that interdimensional um, mm-hmm. is there are h- different yeah. hypotheses on UFOs, two different hypotheses. Yeah. yeah. And you want to go into that? Right. Yeah. Because a lot of times, and it's so neat that 
besides myself, we start to change our views about UFOs and extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. Because when I first started, so the two hypotheses is called the extra, the, the interdimensional hypotheses and the extraterrestrial hypotheses. Mm -hmm. So basically, when it's extraterrestrial, it's sort of like us, we are living in a physical existence on this planet. And a lot of ufology is the extraterrestrial hypothesis. It's, it's like, okay, they come here and they're in a ship. And we mm -hmm. see that ship. So they're and, separate know. from us. Well, mm -hmm. kind of separate. Sort they're of. from out there. Yeah, they're, they actually have a physical existence and they're visiting us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they call it the, um, the, the nuts and bolts of mm -hmm. uf oh, okay. ufology. Yeah. yeah. So they, they actually the have... I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're talking about the interdimensional. Yeah, yeah. Many people, um, a lot of them, like Jacques Vallée, he's the one that really made this hypothesis very popular. And I'm telling you, it is making headway. It's called the interdimensional hypothesis, in which a lot of these entities, including UFOs and their ships, are more interdimensional. It's like they're traveling here not in a physical means, but more in an interdimensional thing. It's sort of like going from one part of the universe to the other, or one part of the galaxy to the other, through like a vortex or a wormhole. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's, that's the part you believe. Yes. The interdimension. The interdimensional you know, hypothesis. Mm -hmm. And before we do a deep dive on it, I need to take a break now. <laughs> so um, we'll be right back where we're going to talk about uh, inner dimension um, of UFOs, the wormholes and all of that. But also uh, we're going to get into some of the other experiences um, that are connected, the, the NDEs and all of that, that you believe are connected energetically with I'm still calling them UFOs. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll just call them UFOs. That good, is fine. Good. I get, you know, I stumble over the other, but we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. One thing's for certain life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to a view through the veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley with Metaphysics of View Through the Veil. 
And we're back with Lynn Miller. We're talking about her book, Convergence, An Interconnection of Extraordinary Experiences. And when we left for the break, we were talking about UFOs. And Lynn believes that they are interdimensional. And um, one of her loves is the wormholes, which I want to get, I want to listen to. So I'm going to hand this back to Lynn and let her tell us more about the interdimensional aspect of UFOs. Thank you very much. I hope that I don't ramble when I explain this because sometimes it's ramble very away. <laughs> well, you know, we are looking into the pretty much aspects of quantum physics when we look at this, you know, the interdimensional aspect. Um, there are certain theories that a lot of the entities from past and present have always been more of an interdimensional communication which meant that they're not exactly maybe from other stars or other systems or other places in the, the galaxy, but they're actually from dimensions instead. And this, these dimensions can even exist right here on Earth. So, you know, there could be multiple types of beings, and they don't always have to be what we consider extraterrestrial. You know, and a lot of this stuff, you know, has its source in history, you know, from the past, you know, like elves and just certain types of like the, 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 the djinn and like genies and, and things like that. So a lot of this stuff is in the mythology. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that has really changed is their appearance so as we've gone through, you know, the, 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 the decades and the centuries. They as we've matured in a way. As, Right, as we yeah. matured. Or so, gotten stupid. It could be the way. <laughs> well, you know, you know, they predict they, they they say that, for instance, that a lot of people are seeing the gray aliens. You know, they mm-hmm. call them the grays, and that's a very common thing. I personally have not really seen anything like that. Maybe, what are the grays? You want to explain that? Because it's new to me too. Yes. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of people are experiencing um seeing types of aliens and they call them the grays except they may be like different they could be some you know um, large tall grays short grays and they think that they're actually from something reticuli or from a specific planet so Mm -hmm. see that sort of goes along with the extraterrestrial that they're actually real extraterrestrial you know Mm -hmm. aliens but the thing about it is what i believe and is that they're still interdimensional because a lot of um, abductions that people, mm-hmm. when people believe that they're abducted, see, that's another thing is that when you're having an out-of-body experience and you are experiencing the ethereal, which is the first dimension, mm-hmm. um, when you're in the ethereal dimension, it looks exactly like it does. I mean, you know, it's sort of like when I raised out of my body and I was touching myself, I was in the ethereal dimension. I wasn't in the physical, I was in the ethereal. Okay. So it's the dimension that is that is sort of in real time with, mm-hmm. with our dimension. I believe that many abductions occur in the ethereal dimensions. Okay. okay. So that makes sense. The um, mainly because a lot of times this is happening while we're sleeping. Mm. Okay. And, you know, the same thing happens. Um, the commonalities, um, abductions have a lot of commonalities with 
out-of-body experiences. A lot of times you'll see a bright light, colored lights. You'll hear a hum, vibrations. You'll experience sleep paralysis. And all of a sudden, you know, a lot of times you're, you're being lifted. And you'll see the entities right there at your bed because I've had that experience myself where I've raised up out of my bed and there were three entities standing right next to me. And, you know, I was, even reached up. Was there fear or were you as comfortable as you were with your guides? I was as comfortable with them as I was with my guides. But the thing about it is it's, it's hard to explain because when I, when I say that that was one of the most, I would say very strange, profound experiences. And I just, I, I, I believe it was an ethereal projection, but it felt so physical that could it have been, I just feel like I, I've had these experiences so much that I recognize the feeling mm-hmm. when I, um, it was, um, my daughter was much younger. She was sleeping in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it happened, I felt very, you know, I, the only startling thing that I had was it's like, okay, I'm going to check on her. And I turned around and I checked on her and there they were, they were standing there and I raised up and I sat up in bed and I touched them. I touched their torso and I had no fear whatsoever. And were just, they solid or did it go through like oh, when you touched they, your own body? They felt, they felt solid. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is when you're experiencing an, an OBE, everything is just as, you know, it normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and the thing about it is I just had this desire just to go, just to lay back down and go back to sleep. I, I had no fear. It was like, okay, I, the feeling that I felt was, okay, this is happening again. Oh, so it's, you've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, it's you like, recognize that you've yeah. been there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So did you go anywhere with them or was it just? Not, I don't remember at that point in time. Okay. So but I have. Kind of I have your memory. Um, yes and no. I have my kind of my different opinions on that. So what's your opinion on that? Some people say that it's screened memories, like they may um, implant certain memories. Uh See, I don't have any fear whatsoever of these entities. I have, I mean, I think they're loving beings. See, I'm on the side of loving. This is a a wonderful, beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, I feel like the experience is so beyond our comprehension. It's... It's not when we're having the experience, though, but once we wake up, it's Mm -hmm. as if we're back into our physical brains, and it's very hard for us to comprehend something that we have not experienced in the physical. It's so... Or we can explain or talk to about. Very much so, because in my mind, I have experienced lifetimes with them, Mm -hmm. living with them, being one of them you know, living day to day. And yet it's hard for me to explain exactly what had happened because it's sort of not in my verbal or in my physical brain. It's almost like bits and pieces do come. And I think, and and then some people may call those downloads. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden you will remember quite a bit. Um, So do do you think that sometimes we live, on the earth in the earth realm and sometimes we live in their realm like we have lifetimes and different dimensions the way i look at this because see things have changed in me a lot 
because when I first started, I looked at them as extraterrestrials. And then I started viewing them as different, more like interdimensional beings. I think the way I look at things too, because a lot of times when I'm asleep, I experience alternate realities. Mm -hmm. And some people may say, well, you experience a past life or something like that. But I kind of consider them alternate realities that we can be experiencing these um, multitudes of lifetimes at one time. Mm You know, because there is a, you know, a theory about, you know, the um, multi or I forgot what it's called, but the multiple realities or multiple word worlds. Going where, on you know, at the same time, or yeah, is so it I, just my brain trying to make time fit and that that time isn't there? Right, too. So I feel like it's the uh, multiple world, multiple worlds at one time. Mm-hmm. We are we are simultaneously experiencing this because the inner dimensions, according to you know, like the theory of relativity by you know, like Albert Einstein, right. says that time does not exist. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've made it up for the Earth realm yeah. to mm-hmm. function. Yeah, here. right. Or so, dysfunction here. <laughs> yes, right. It's a delusion. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That, that, it's called the mini worlds interpretation. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I believe that we are experiencing alternate lifetimes simultaneously and that we can experience those when we are asleep. Mm-hmm. And then some people do definitely get flashes when they're awake. Like Barbara, you know, her, her really majority of her flashes come when she's completely awake and she'll experiencing, she'll experience like a whole lifetime or multiple lifetimes of mm-hmm. things. So it really depends, you know, people can access, um, you know, their consciousness. And that's, you know, the commonality of all of this is that consciousness is not inside our minds. It's not inside our brains, Mm. you know, you know, the brain definitely has its purpose. You know, I feel like it's sort of like a dampening field that probably keeps us from experiencing these multiple realities at one time because we would definitely go crazy if we could. Well, and not think, only that, but would be out of here before we were five. Well, I'll do this next time. I'll do right. Another right. time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, now, you say in near-death experience that people also go into that realm or go back oh. to that realm. Oh, absolutely. The better way to say it. Yeah. Um, there are similarities between NDEs and OBEs mm-hmm. because it is a separation. Near-death experience and out-of-body. Yes. Experience, yeah. Yeah, they 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 try to say that like a NDE is sort of like is a is sort of an aspect of an OBE because mm-hmm. you are exiting the body. But the thing about it is, if you're having an NDE, you're experiencing something extremely detrimental to the point where to the body. Yeah, to the body, yeah. definitely because you're you're you you could be dying. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these things happen on the operating table. And um, Barbara, you know, she received um, her PhD in the study of near-death experiences. So mm-hmm. she has spoken to a lot of people and she knows a lot of people who study them in hospitals and nurses and things like that. Yeah. But I mean, and, yeah. And she also, she did spend a number of times. She, she was, she's very sensitive and very allergic. And she spent a number of times going to the other side, having her own NDEs. And from what I've read in your book, 
So she I, had some a lot of firsthand knowledge she, on that. And 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 personal knowledge too with people that she knows and has and personally too. So she yeah. knows a lot of people too who have experienced these. Um and firsthand. that's why you say that these are so connected with the um past life regression uh techniques right. that because people see, can remember. You know, yeah, the, the connection of this too is like, for instance, um possibly okay definitely seeing um non-human entities or 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 types of entities whether they look alien or not this can happen during a near-death experience a lot of people have seen what they thought were aliens or they may see you know they see um, past loved ones you can see past loved ones in obes you know there's just all kinds of similarities that all these um have and then basically what it is 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 that we're entering into the inner dimensions as we're having these experiences you know so um of course the nde is very detrimental and that experience is usually extremely life-changing because it's usually occurs because of death that they've had um you know near death so it's like an open floor plan. Once you go to the other side, <laughs> everybody's there. There's not the barriers that we have. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now and tell me um, where, I'm sorry, I jumped into the past life uh, regression technique, mm-hmm. where that brings this, um, this inner dimension in as well, you yes. believe. People oh, definitely. I guess. Yes. Yes. Um there's a lot of times where, um, you know, people can be hypnotized mm-hmm. and they can, and a lot of times, you know, people have a, a specialty in this with past life aggression, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of past life aggressions yeah. and that people can be, you know, can hip, be hypnotized and be able to see their past lives. Mm-hmm. So, and, and their past life in another dimension as well, not just here not just in the physical form or on the earth realm. Right. It's like they, like Barbara has had many past lives that have been on this, on this earthly plane, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, way in the past and stuff. I mean, and she has even have made confirmations about where they have occurred in the specific town and the specific house and everything. So she's now this is something that has blown my mind forever. Um, if it's all going on at the same time, is it past life <laughs> or right. is it current life? That's, and, you know, and this is the quantum yeah. physics and this is, you know, yeah. I just am not at that level to really answer that question. I, I think the answer know. is yes to both. Really. It no, depends on how you really, you look at it because yeah. in Barbara's life in, in Barbara's past life, you know, this was probably during the 17th or 18th century. Mm-hmm. She had lived. So yes, in in the in the um, in the earthly history, that would be in the past. But uh-huh. in the interdimensionally speaking, it's occurring right now. You know, it's like past, present, yeah. and future is one. So you know, you've heard of something like the Akashic records. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. sort of a common name that they call it in the like in the new age aspects of things, but. Really, that's that's the inner dimensions where everything is there. It's still there. And we can access that easily. And that's why 
you can access past lives because you're going interdimensional. You're going into the Acacia records and you're, and you can actually see it and live it like you're, you know, living it right now. Mm -hmm. When I do psychic work where I'm reading someone, you know, I, I have a whole lot of information about Mm -hmm. them, including things that is in the future. They don't even know yet. I am then probably tapping into the interdimensional. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, and that's cool because there have been times I've wondered, where's this information coming from? Well, you know, you know we, we were looking at the contact modalities and the near-death experiences out of body. You are a, another type of contact mm-hmm. modality, you know, ESP, you know, right. You, right. yeah, that, that's, you know, there's many others, telepathy, telekinesis, um, mm-hmm. seeing ghosts. Those are all contact modalities. You know, right. our book just covers four of them, there, but there's so many. I mean, and, and you doing that, that's exceptional because you're able to do that while you're fully awake. You know, you're mm-hmm. crossing the veil. You're, that veil is the inner dimensions. You know, that's I, very yeah, cool. I didn't think of it that way, but that is, yeah. yeah it's, and it's I go very... to a certain place and then, um, and I ask for their, and this is the way I do it. I ask for their birth name, which gives me the vibration to talk to their spirit directly, which has no boundaries. You know, they uh-huh. can go anywhere. And, um, but I've, I've, even though I'm telling you that, I still wonder about it. Like, wow, all this information is there. It really know? is. And, it really is. Uh, and, and to be able to go interdimensionally with, see, with me, I pretty much have to be in a meditative state, mm-hmm. you know, to, to experience this. Now, sometimes I, I feel like I get um, like s- little downloads from the universe while I'm awake. Uh-huh. Like if I'm, you know, sometimes I just get these thoughts, you know, at least or, or like if I'm in nature and because I, I have a close connection to nature, then right. all of a sudden I don't feel like I'm myself anymore. I feel like I'm everything and I can feel yeah, I've everything. Had that. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, and so then somebody snaps a branch and you feel like they just broke your leg. <laughs> Not so the pain, it, but the snap. <laughs> I know. It, it's, so it's, uh, it's all, it's all interdimensional because yeah. all life is interdimensional. The trees, the animals, mm-hmm. the earth, it's all it's and that's the original. oneness. That's where we're that's, all connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the yeah. oneness, the most glorious thing ever. Right. Yep. Tell me about the wormholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, you know, without being a quantum physicist, you know, it's, it's very hard to explain. Interdimensionally, I feel like how we can travel through our minds and how these entities even these ETs are traveling through wormholes. Um, so basically it's, it's a hole in the, you know, it's, it's, they're creating a, a place where one place is connected to another. Like a portal. And it's a portal. Definitely. Yeah. And that's something that my guides have taught me how to create. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird because there's been times when, I may be experiencing sort of like maybe some sleep paralysis or something and my, and all of a sudden I'll like open my, I've opened my eyes and I'll see a portal, a wormhole, just like inches in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And it's usually an indication that I'm about to travel. I'm definitely okay. going to, you know. So you'll go through in. that tunnel, that wormhole. 
And I've, and it's really neat because um, during out of body experiences, I've created them. And one of them was so profound that um, I created a wormhole and it looked like it was the size of the entire sky. It was so huge. And it looked like, you know, it was a wormhole, you know, vortex. It was blue. And I just dove into it head first, not scared one bit. You know, I just, I went, and I came out into another world. When you go in there, do you, um, are there different levels? Like, do you go to the first level or do you go to the fifth level or are there different levels? Uh, I definitely believe in, in, in the, the different dimensions, as they would say. Uh, I would call them like vibrational states. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have entered higher vibrational states, uh, which you could probably say that these are higher dimensions. Yeah. Yes. And, and sometimes, like one time I was trying to understand my origin. Mm-hmm. And I went and I was flying through the sky, through the stars, and I came upon a gate. Mm-hmm. And the gate was beautiful. It was black, and it had symbols on it. And I kept trying to enter it, and I just kept bouncing back, bouncing back. No, that's and disappointing. Fu- <laughs> it's sort of like how you have to change your vibration. You have to, you know, you can literally feel the difference in vibrations. And I finally made it through. And when I made it through, then I, I was flying above and it was a different world, a different planet. And it was a beautiful city next to an ocean. And I felt like that was part of my origin, mm-hmm. where I came from. When you say origin and where you came from, <clears throat> excuse me, most, of, most people believe, well, you came from God. But what do you mean by that? Oh, well, um, when I mean origin, I feel like that's where I was. Before you Before, got here? Sort of. If you can call yeah. it like a past life or an, an alternate dimension. Um, mm-hmm. I know that some people feel like they have had lives on this planet, but I don't. I, I have don't. Had, yeah. I've had, well, I mean, I've had no indication that I was from here in a different timeline. My yeah. past lives are from other other into other places, other planets. And I, I guess some people call those star seeds. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's one thing that Dolores Cannon, as we were, yeah, yes, Dolores Cannon, that's what who her name is. Mm-hmm. She studied a lot of that. Then when she started to Through do past a lot of, life regression. She past did. life regression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so when she like I would not have known when you said, "Oh, I'm by the ocean." Um, I would have thought you're on the earth plane, and you are not to not knowing. Oh, you might be in a different dimension completely. So she exactly. actually would request, "Where are you?" I am assuming I didn't read her work. So did she? How did she know it was a different dimension? A lot of times. Well, because she would be able, I'm not exactly sure if she really went into the detail about the different dimensions, but she definitely went into um, the fact that they were not human. Okay. They were not yeah. a human entity. Yeah, it wasn't on the earth, in the earth realm. On the earth realm. Okay. And, and see, the thing about it is, this is where the interdimensional and extraterrestrial can almost merge. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I was in an aspect of Sirius star system serious okay but in a different dimension 
So I felt like that was sort of where I had been or came from. But, you know, I've had different experiences of different lifetimes too. Yeah. You know, be, but I was never a human being. Do you know why you became a human being this time? Right. <laughs> Do you? It, you know, sometimes I, 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 I mean, of course, I feel like, you know, you know, this is my journey is to help other people. Uh-huh. You know, it's to help other people realize that, my goodness, reality is not what we think it is. Yeah. Our life is not, you know, we are eternal beings. We, you know, our consciousness is not in our body. We are eternal. Mm-hmm. We are magnificent. We are powerful. You know, I, we, I believe in the law of attraction and through the law of attraction, you know, we can, you know, um, have amazing lives and do all do so much good. So, you know, a lot of people think, okay, we come to earth for that particular reason to raise the vibration, to help others, to help ascension, mm-hmm. to help, to help, um, you know, um, our, our spiritual evolution, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's so many people are asleep and don't realize this. Oh yeah. And, and then, and then there are people who do experience who have extraordinary experiences and don't understand it. And we've these got a few be, minutes. Let's talk about how okay. that changes them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, it, you know, they are never the same again. Uh, you know, in and a good whether, way, right? <laughs> in a good way. And whether yeah. it's an NDE or they've had contact with extraterrestrials, mm-hmm. you know, um, seeing UFOs, been abducted, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, there's such amazing outcomes. Now, sometimes one of the, the, one of the bad things is, you know, they try to talk about it, especially with NDEs, near-death experiences, Um you know, how they've seen, um, how they flew, how they, you know, they, they have proof of being out of their bodies. Right. So they know the oneness of, of spirit. I, I hate to jump in, but we've got to, we've got to end this. I hate to end it on this because there's so much more, but um, where can people get hold of you and get your book? Yes. um, If you, um, my, my our website is um, extraordinaryexperiences.org, and you can find us there. You can also find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, look us up on Facebook. Um, the book is on Amazon. You know, it's Convergence: The Interconnection of Extraordinary Experiences. Great. There's so much to this, isn't it? It's hey, just oh so my lovely. god! Yeah, I've read the book. It's a fabulous book. And um, you also have skeptics and their view and and why that doesn't work. There was so much we couldn't get to. So please, people, go buy the book. (laughs) You know, thanks so much for being with me, Lynn. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. This was wonderful. And you're an awesome person. And I love talking to you. Thank you. I love your information and I love your way of delivering. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye to everyone. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.